Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. friend of mine on Facebook said on Facebook 20 years ago I asked the most beautiful woman in the world to marry Aww, me that's sweet and then apparently she turned him down so he married his wife <laughs> welcome friends to the most powerful podcast ever created the Amish baby machine podcast starring Dags and Johnny Rage, 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 rage. the Amish baby machine podcast is a powerful American America American pop culture podcast where we celebrate everything American and then Papua New Guinea. We do a lot of that. That is that an island or a country or a continent or what is that, Johnny Rich? If it's not part of the forty-eight contiguous, do we care? What is contiguous? That's what's around your gut there. It's contiguous. <laughs> <laughs> Just like my comedy, it's contagious and continuous. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Welcome to the powerful Amish Baby Machine podcast, Johnny Rage. It's been a week. Yes, Since we sat across this powerful oaken desk, mm-hmm. did you watch the Oscars? I did, but can we before we jump into that? Can we show the flock the new toy? Give us a little taste of this new toy here. It's funny you said that. I'm just enjoying this uh, cocaine solution here. It's not water. Oh, okay. I, did it dissolve pretty well? It did. Looks like that uh, vodka. That's like a 200 proof. Every time you drink something good, what do you have to do right after? Ah. So, yes, uh, I did. Give us a little taste. Well, what I did, as you can hear, I set up uh, powerful Amish drum pads on here mm-hmm. because we love the 80s. Love them. And we apparently, you know, I, I mean, not apparently, but every once in a while, we need cowbell and oh, that's powerful. powerful drum fills. Oh, that is powerful. Ugh. If that doesn't get God bless you. Are you ready you, for people. the rim shot here? Get ready, because, uh, you know, a, a good friend of mine told me his wife was cheating on him. Yes. And people are like, oh, my gosh, what are you going to do? He's like, well, I'm just never going to play cards with her ever again. Oh! <laughs> the beautiful people, the beautiful people. Oh, we are fired up today. <laughs> so I watched the Oscars. Okay. Did you watch any of the Oscars? You probably watched some YouTube clips, right? Well, I mean, it's it's touted as uh, who I I did. Uh, you have to watch some. Being in the business that I'm in here, yes, you have the to connect to powerful them. entertainment business that we are in. Right, the powerful Amish Baby Machine podcast. Now, last week we I watched the Grammys, and I watched it for the for the performances, but they yeah. always got to get into the political yeah. bullshit. We talked about that. Yeah. But the Oscars, I I couldn't handle it. I. But it it was, actually it actually caught up to me, and I'm like, I know because when I was I was questioning you about the Grammys, and you were you were cool. I don't care. I don't. Yeah, care. I try. I try not to care. You know what I mean? It's like it's like those assholes on Facebook that post all that shit all the time. Yeah, and then you're like, whatever, whatever. But every once in a while, if you're having a bad day, you know, it kind of gets in there. Mm-hmm. 
the Oscars, I'm like, shut the fuck up. But the Oscars didn't get as political as the Grammys were. So what bothered you about the Oscars? I don't know. Maybe it just it just built it's up. Been building up for just like the lead in our water or something. I don't know. Okay. But Jimmy Kimmel was on there. And th- he, how did you like his performance? You know, I used to like him on the Man Show. Mm-hmm. But can you make fun of the other side? I mean, there's more than just Donald Trump to make fun of. Yeah, but he did it in a way where pre-Donald Trump era, the president always was made fun of. But ever since Donald Trump, it's of epic proportions, especially Stephen Colbert, who I can't stand. He is one way, the highway, Mr. Colbert. But Jimmy Kimmel does it how it used to be done. He doesn't rail on Trump. Yes, he makes, points out some uh, cute jokes about Donald Trump, but he does it, something about Jimmy Kimmel, I like his humor. I enjoy Jimmy Kimmel. He's better than uh, Colbert and he's better than, no, he's he's more edgy, so I do like that. But you can make jokes. I mean, you can make jokes on the other side. You could do a a bit about there's a new uh, reboot uh, horror movie coming out with uh, Al Franken and Jill Stein running for president. Frankenstein, you know. I mean, there's right, right there. There's a powerful but joke. Do you think that he's going to go into that audience? I mean, keep in mind, you possibly could the the liberal left Hollywood. They'll blacklist you. I mean, you can't. He's on it. a TV show. What are, what are they going to do? Well. I guess when in Rome, do what the Romans do is his philosophy. And uh, I didn't think he was over the top where it was obnoxious. Um, I thought he did it. And then I, I, what was real fun was, did you watch Jimmy Kimmel the next day to get his take on whatever, what happened? His monologue was pretty good. What did he talk about? He just talked about what happened and he brought humor into it. And um, it was uh, a well-written, he didn't go after Trump. He was, you know, there wasn't much said about Trump. And he really didn't say much about Trump in his uh, uh, opening for the Oscars as well. Now, you know, there's always screw-ups on the Oscars. Like they had the in memory of, you know, when they have the the people that have passed in the year before. Right. And they put up a picture of a lady that's still, still alive. alive. Yeah. How is that even possible? I what? Know. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, I don't know how you get, how you, and I mean, I know you're, where you're leading up to, obviously. The... Uh, the infamous envelope. They were talking about the Price Waterhouse or whoever does that, uh, um, the accountant firm that keeps track of who the uh, the eventual winners are, and how all they have to do is there's thirty envelopes, but they double up on them, so there's sixty. And to there's two people, a man and a woman, who monitor and they hand them out before the stars go out and announce them. They both have been removed. The accountant firm is staying. But the two lady, the, the, the guy and the girl who actually were the accountants there, who were ha- passing out the envelopes, they've been fired or removed from their, from their job. They were the scapegoats? Well, they weren't the scapegoats. They're the ones that screwed Well, how it do up. you know? Who knows who screwed it up? I mean, it's so ridiculous. Did you see the actual? I watched it live. So did I. First of all, why is um, Warren Beatty, I mean, when he did it, I did think, I, I did think he just screwed it up because he's just, he's old, Okay. And I figured he just wasn't a hipster anymore. I really didn't know. But did you see the way he kind of hesitated? And he, he, he I did. And then, yeah. and then uh, Faye Dunaway thought he was just joking around. Right. Oh, just give the results. I love that when uh, Jimmy Kimmel came up to Warren. Warren, what did you do? <laughs> and he said, hey, everybody, I blame Steve Harvey for this whole mess that we're in right now. What was the deal with Nicole Kidman's clapping? Did you yeah, see that? The, the flippers? Yeah. Very odd, and it almost like she was not coordinated enough to 
actually touch both of her hands simultaneously. But then her fingers were kind were hyper extended out like they were flippers. Maybe maybe she's some cool amphibian reptilian alien. Getting ready for a DC comic or X Men or something like well, that. Well, I don't know. I just am afraid like her face the faceplate will fall off and then it'll reveal the reptilian. Ooh. I know I'm freaking out. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, I, it was unusual. She she was clapping. Do you think Steve Harvey got gratification in this and said Thank God. Or is Steve Harvey's screw up worse than what happened at the Academy Awards? Which one's worse? That's a good question. I think uh, Academy Awards is considered a bigger deal. I don't know. Best picture. Yeah. How embarrassing for the producer who accepted the award. He handled it. How would you think about how he handled it? Oh, the whole thing was ridiculous because they they gave the whole speeches. Everyone came up and gave their speech. And then, hold on, guys. Uh, uh, Moonlight, you won. I'm not not kidding. This is not a joke. Yeah. Do you think it was – now, there's always the theory that it was maybe done deliberately. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's funny, yeah, because I think it's funny kind of payback for uh, President Trump. When they had, you know, they're all ripping out Trump, Trump, Trump. And then yeah. he said, well, you guys can't even get your show straight. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of uh, divine intervention for Trump. But you, you sometimes wonder, yeah, let's not worry so much about politics and let's take care of the job at hand. I mean, what if any other job, I mean, if you had a word ceremony for the, the concrete convention or something, and then they got up and all did their political speeches. Yeah. I mean, just because they're actors, they feel they, well, we have this platform. We are allowed to say what we want. Well, because of the fact they all think alike in Hollywood. But they don't all. I mean. Oh, what what is the percentage? There's like maybe Mel Gibson, and that's about well, it. There's Mel Gibson, Vince Vaughn. There's a, there's a lot of people, but you're right. They can't come out and say anything. Right, because it'll affect their career. I mean, they're a powerful group. Not powerful as they think they are, where they can actually stop working they want to protest until donald trump resigns hollywood's going to completely shut down yeah give me a break nobody cares um i'd like donald trump to go for 20 years if that was the case but there just didn't seem to be any cool movies though that that were nominated yeah it's like that i'm i mean la la land some weird musical and it just seems like hollywood grips on to these movies that in, in La La Land, I did not see it. Um, Why would you? Well, it was a musical, first of all. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like it becomes this political thing where all of a sudden it, it's awarded and then they talk about it and it morphs into this thing that's. And then you, somebody did watch it and they said, I don't get it. I mean, I don't understand. Did why. you see Birdman? No. With Michael Keaton. Birdman was another one. It was just this weird. And I like Michael Keaton. I do. I mean, I think he's funny. Yeah, I wanted to see. Do you remember his? Do you remember his '80s comedies like Mr. Mom and yeah, How about the one where Johnny Dangerously the, and the one where he worked at the uh, when the he worked at a Japanese uh, motor company here. Oh in, yeah, Gung Ho. Gung Ho. Well, you've got that sharp. Memory, yeah, he kid. he's great comedian. Then he made Batman, and then apparently he got blacklisted. Something happened. They probably said he was a Republican. You know, we were just talking about that, but I don't know. And then and then he did Birdman, which I thought would be cool. You know, I thought it was some play on Batman. But it was just this weird, artsy, the, fartsy play, and it ugh, couldn't, I, I, I couldn't turned, handle I it. I turn to your memory, because you have a far better memory than I do. I see things, but I don't remember things a lot. But there was a, was it Pacific Heights? Wonderful. That was good memory. That was it. Oh, wow. I don't even know where that came from. But that was a great that was it. <laughs> I don't know why sometimes it just, it just comes to me, you know. But 
That yeah, was that was movie. great because he was. Was he evil in that one? Yes. Yeah, you remember he was, he was harvesting right. cockroaches and yeah, they okay. couldn't get him to leave the room. Yeah, exactly. Like the thing that wouldn't leave from Saturday yeah, Night Live. Yeah, <laughs> the thing that John Belushi, wonderful. You see, you got a good memory. Do I really? Yeah. Why are you, being, why are you flattering me? Yeah, you're really telling me I'm worthless <laughs> the, and weak. The, the, the thing that wouldn't leave. You guys got me chips? <laughs> Come on, give us some, give us a little, give us some little relaxation here. With it. Yeah, there we go. Shout, shout, oh. let it all out. These are the things you can do with. Now let's answer the question though: Steve Harvey versus the Oscar awards with the snafu. I don't know. Ever since Steve Harvey took off his toupee, I don't. know. He's got that big, giant, bald head and the mustache. But still, when you take a look at the mistakes. Did you see? Did you actually see that live when Steve Harvey made his mistake? I think so. Yeah. Well, that was much more awkward because neither one of the contestants understood English. So the winner, she's got the crown, she's got the flowers, and Steve Harvey is talking and trying to explain what happened. Well, she doesn't understand this, so she's still smiling and waving until finally somebody from like backstage had to like grab her flowers and grab her crown, and she's kind of like what, and kind of tugging in a different direction. Can they have some redundancy or some sort of? fail save dead man switch i mean can they have it on the on the teleprompter the monitor can they tell the dude before i mean how do you screw that up well, all you had to do is best picture let me ask that you all this. you have to memorize is this title that's Here, it here's the deal though there's a reason they tape everything um and when they don't like nbc every year around christmas will try to run something live if have you ever read in front of a group of people or done anything live there is an added sense knowing that you can't go back and redo it. There is some pressure in, in that. Um, I have to read one word. I mean, I understand giving a speech. I understand that. Well, but I'm I'm just, just saying, all you have to say is the best picture is this person written down. Yeah. You wonder why Steve Harvey? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's you'd have to hear their explanation. I don't understand it myself, but. Um, they are human. Uh, it was uh, gratifying to see Hollywood blunder like that because of how political they get. And, and it's just like, okay, the, to the story is not about Trump. It's about them and the mess up. So there is some satisfaction with that, but that's nothing I'm going to dwell on. I'll move on and I'm not going to hold anybody accountable and whatever, move on. So, but I, I'm going to, anyway, going back, if we were to do a poll, I'm going to say Steve Harvey's mess up was worse. Because of the awkwardness of it and the fact that the gals didn't speak English, nobody really knew what was happening. And that was for one person, whereas the Oscars was for Best Picture, which included a whole mess of people. So. How long did it go on, though, before they, the amount of time like in the Oscars, he could have read the wrong thing and they said, oh, oh hold on. It's this. They let it go on and on. The guys actually came up on stage. Right. They actually handed out the awards. Right. And he started to speak, too, correct? They all did. They gave speeches. They handed out the okay. actual Academy Awards. Okay. Um, when it came to Steve Harvey snafu, much of the same, but you're only dealing with one person this time. The five contestants are all up on front center in the stage, and they go one by one until they get to the runner-up. And then when they – see, here's a screw-up with Steve Harvey. They always announce the runner-up first, and I don't like that. They should say, and the winner this year is, but th when they announce the runner-up, they never do announce who the actual winner is because you – you obviously, because of the fact that the runner-up is the runner-up, understand that the last person standing is the winner. But there was a, 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 a quite a bit of time before they actually came out and said, oops, sorry. So, Oops, I did it again. 
Now, let me ask you, Dags, has there ever been something, and you don't have to answer this, you can take the, the remaining balance of this podcast to think about it, but has there ever been an embarrassing blunder that comes to mind that you might have done, said, witnessed, nothing that was televised, the magnitude of the Oscars, of course, or Steve Harvey, but does anything at all come to mind? No. Okay. You're just perfect, aren't yeah, you? I am, in okay. every way. I didn't think there was going to no. be one, but I just wanted to see if you let your defenses down and have a no, moment. No, no, I, I have powerful defenses. They're like, it's like a wall. It's like a great, big, beautiful wall. So no embarrassing moments ever in your life? Then. Never. Okay. Hello, friends. Hello, flock of Amish. Thank you for listening to our wonderful podcast. We love you all. Please tell a friend about this wonderful podcast. One great way to listen to this show is iTunes. Please go to iTunes. Please leave a review. Five stars is the best. Then if you do that, you'll unlock secrets. Also, go. we're on Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio app. So if you don't have an iPhone or iMac or iPad, you have an Android device, you can listen to us on Stitcher. Please leave a review on that also. iTunes, we mentioned, but Instagram is another great place to interact with us. We're always... uh posting various humorous pictures. Did you see that picture, Johnny Rage, of someone who was selling toilet paper tubes? Of course I did. $20, and it said toilet paper holder. Yeah, I saw it. Awesome. Funny. And then we also have Pasty Adam doing the, the beer reviews, powerful reviews. reviews. Also, the beer police were on there, too. Isn't Paula for reviews? Wasn't he a guy on a horse that said the British are coming? It was also a powerful song by the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys. Yeah. Now there's a band from the 80s. Yes. The quintessential Beastie Like Boys. I always say, you know, last time I checked my wallet, my license to ill was expired. Well, the last FML. time, knowing you, the last time you checked your wallet was what, about five years ago? Why is that? Well, you never reach in and buy anything, do you? I have those little short crocodile arms. <laughs> I try to reach for the bill. <laughs> so, yeah, you. most importantly, go on the Twitter. Follow us on Twitters, at Amish B Machine. We welcome you to the Flock of Amish. Also, hit up our website, AmishBabyMachine.com. Shouldn't it be five buggy wheels instead of five re- five-star reviews? It should. What, can we change that? We can. I mean, we're powerful enough program. Very powerful. All right, we're going to start changing the ranking system throughout the world as of today. The ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast. Now, speaking of movies, we've had some sad... People passing. Yes, we did. They always go in threes, they say. Bill Paxton. Yes. One of my favorite character actors. Yep. Now, the first movie I remember him in mm-hmm. was probably Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. Isn't that prophetic how last week we were talking about, I was talking about him? It's Chet from Weird Ooh, Science. Weird. I was talking it's about over, him. dude. Yeah. Game yes. over, dude. Game over, dude. And then he passed. Yes. Did we ever find out what he passed? They said complications from surgery, which is kind of sad because a lot of times if they're having some minor procedure and they they get nicked, their artery gets nicked or some weird thing. Oh, Isn't that man. crazy? That is crazy. Yeah, he was a great actor. I'm trying to think what I liked. Chet, Chet from Weird Science. He, do you remember that? He was just like, mm-hmm. he was his old, the older brother with a, crew, a flat top mm-hmm. crew cut and he was just a jerk and he was banging him on the heads with a mm-hmm. shotgun. And his famous line is when they uh, came in drunk from partying, he goes, how about... A nice, greasy pork sandwich served in a dirty ashtray. Trying to get him to puke. Yeah. He was in Titanic. He was, um, what are some of the other movies? Uh, Frailty is a- Titanic. What was yes. he in Titanic? He was, was when, you know when they had the, the real time in the, in the present in Titanic? 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was the, in charge of the expedition. Yeah, Isn't that, that memory of yours is powerful. Yeah, po- very powerful. powerful. Yeah. And aliens. I mean, game over, man. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Yeah. I mean, Tombstone, another oh, yeah. one of my favorite movies. Yep, that was your entourage. Yes, that, you, as you said, ensemble. Called, ensemble. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just an epic movie. The guy was the best character actor. Because he could, I mean, True Lies. Do you remember his slimy character in True Lies? <laughs> that was good, yeah. I do. How about uh, one of my favorites was Twister. Did you Were you a fan of Twister? Yes. Yeah, that was a good movie. Um, I saw him in a, he was on a made-for-movie television, one of those cop shows he was just on last week, too. Did you see that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I did. Okay. And, and out of the blue, I just see him for some reason. And the next day, he's like dead. I know. It's it was horrible. Creepy, kind of. Yeah, he was only about, was he about 60? 61, I believe. Oh, that is way too young, you know. But they say they go in threes, and they sure did this time, because we also had Judge Wapner. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, the People's Court. I mean, that's transformed into all kinds of courts. That's got to be one of the original TV court shows, right? That was the original. It's got to be. Court. And then I think Judge Judy spawned from that. And then there's Texas Justice and yeah a million of them a million of them yeah so but he was the uh original doug llewellyn doug llewellyn the reporter he was a court reporter right after wasn't he he was just like (laughs) he was just smooth and yep he was kind of like the mean gene oakland you know yeah just the straight man is there how good i'm gonna test your memory and that's fine if you don't remember but is there any particular case that really struck out to you as odder and usual on that it was always some girlfriend that thought she was screwed over and the rent wasn't paid and they're trying to get their 500 bucks back or something like that. But do you recall any particular? I don't know. I just like the... Oh, yeah. When the text came out yeah. and then it goes, the case of... clever name for and the, and the bailiff, Rusty. I mean, oh, come yeah. on. Bad, badass. Great, great TV. Do you remember that episode when he just took out his wheel gun and just pistol whipped everyone in the... No, that didn't happen. Oh, wouldn't it have been cool, though, if he just... Just Why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, I would have done that. So, so poor Judge Wapner, he's done so. And great, but he, but he, great but he's show. Different. He wasn't sixty-one though either. Nine, in his nineties, led a beautiful life. Yeah, yeah, had a great, prosperous life, and and <laughs> there was other uh, people that took over for the show, like the mayor of uh, Mayor Koch from New York City. Remember? I didn't see that. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then they had the lady do it too. Do you remember her? Is that kind of like when Johnny Carson would take yes. a break? They'd no, not a-, a break. It's almost like. It's almost like the show's over, let it die. Oh, did they bring in Ted McGinley? Oh, my God. Can you he imagine? He would a great judge because the, sh- the show junked the sharp. Or, oh. Uh, so they die in threes. We have yes. Judge Wapner. Yeah, and the giant from uh, Game of Thrones, which is sad, too. Yeah, seven foot seven tall. Oh, just massive dude. And I, I loved his character in Game of Thrones, and I don't know why they didn't put armor on him because he you know, ended up getting killed by the arrows. I mean, he was a great freaking beast mm-hmm. i love giants what they what they say he died of i didn't see yeah i mean the, the problem with, with tall people yeah, is they, they typically their, their hearts they have enlarged hearts and their circulatory system can't keep up and they have a lot of uh size related so did he die of natural causes or was there something you don't know what it was. i don't know okay but Does, tip, typically tall people don't live long okay that's why you're five foot three you'll be here forever Five foot three, full of muscle. Who's our third? There was three. We had Judge Wapner. Yeah, we just talked about him, Bill Paxton. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. See, I, I forget. My memory is short. We might even have four. Wasn't there a fourth one? 
Or am I wrong? I don't know, but okay. you're right about Somebody's the threes. Somebody's dead somewhere, right? You know? Yes. Isn't that odd that there is? it does go in threes? It seems to always work that way. Or do we just find, do we just dig and scour and try to but find But what, what's funny is, you know, we're talking about TV shows that die. Yeah. Do they the, die in threes? Well, The Apprentice. Oh, man. Arnold got fired. Well, he according to special reports, you know, yeah, it's just it's fired. just like when you work at McDonald's and they say, "I didn't get fired, I quit." I Fuck that, that place. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure something very similar. But I mean, let's face it, there was no way he was going to come behind Donald Trump and make that thing successful. I always said it would probably be the person after Schwarzenegger. It sounds like NBC isn't even going to bring it back because uh, um, the numbers were just horrific. Over 15 years, I believe, it was like the second to the bottom of the worst ratings. Was it really? Yeah, horrible. You know, they, and, they said Donald Trump did that for 14 years. I had no idea that thing had that much legs behind it. It was, I, I liked the show, and I liked the, the people they would get on there, the Celebrity Apprentice. Mm-hmm. They were they're down to like F-list celebrities. They always have been, though. They never really had A-gamers on there. No, but they had ones that you wanted to watch. But those, are, those F-listers were funny, though. I mean... No, but this year I'm talking about with Arnold. Yeah. You did like it or you didn't like it? No. I mean... You didn't. The- okay. I, I did. I, I have to admit, because of all the publicity with Trump reaming it, I wanted to see what the catchphrase was going to be. I think I watched it this year more than I have watched it in year. I know. I'm not, not I think I know. I've watched it more than in years. Well, and that's past. what they were hoping on. They were hoping that, you know, there would be a new group of people watching because of President Trump and because of Arnold and the built-in audience for Arnold. Right. And, and you, ha- you have to ask yourself, why didn't it succeed? You have people that are hinged on every word that Donald Trump says. He was, even though he wasn't promoting that in a positive manner, any promotion is good promotion. He was talking about it. You had the president of the United States talking about it, battling Arnold. Arnold is talking about it. NBC is promoting it. It just tells you that it probably ran its course. But I think they needed to get more popular people, like whoever is popular now, get them on the show. And Arnold is inarticulate. I mean, in fact, I think his, his language, his skills have gotten worse over the years. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the things as such as that and the devices and, you know, now it's just, uh, and, he's, and he's trying to do like the tough guy thing, you know, the smoke and the cigar. And I, I don't know, it didn't work. Yeah. And when you think of business, you don't think of some of the. Uh, well, I mean, it starts from the very beginning. I, I would never, Arnold Schwarzenegger, definitely very successful yes no doubt but not in the corporate america like donald trump so he really didn't fit i think if they would have brought cuban in it would probably have done much better for them oh herman munster yeah but he like he said he played his thing out because remember early on he wanted to be the vice president right and then and then donald trump blew him off and then now he's all anti-trump right exactly so i i could see that working but i think corporate i think maybe even take it down into like entrepreneur thing with like shark tank less wearing the suit and more you know more silicon valley kind of wearing you know the the hoodie and the t-shirt kind of thing you're saying arnold if you would have done that or no i'm saying mark cuban if they did the mark cuban they would take it down to the more you know sweats and uh you know the up-and-coming companies the or or the tech stuff Right. That's what, on Shark Tank, I don't know how often you watch it. I used to watch it all the time. Okay. When it comes to the uh, tech stuff, he's always all over that stuff. Correct. Yeah, they have, each person has their thing. Like, has their thing. Yeah. Thang, you know. But it always seems like if Mark Cuban says no to you, it's like, oh, well, this thing's not going to fly. 
But then there's a couple of others that pick it up for millions of dollars or hundred thousand or whatever. But I always get a kick out of these evaluations people. They just started this company and I'd like to sell you 3% of it for $300,000, meaning that their company's worth like 10 million. It's like, well, what do you sell? Well, it's a really cool little cup coaster thing. And it's like, and they just kind of like, just dude, your company's worthless. And you know, they have to throw some of those in there along with the good and bad because you have to hear it. But it is a game though. I mean, you got to, where do you set it? That's the whole problem with it. And do you take the first offer and then do you look greedy? I, yeah, I mean, you have to go in there knowing what you want. And Definitely, you got to have it set, and if they get that, boom. Right. But but sometimes I'm looking, Some pe- I don't think some people ask enough when they're in there. Some people are de- absolutely asking for too much. But anyway, it, it's entertaining. So going back to Celebrity Apprentice, I think if Arnold would have handled it a little different, maybe had it in California, kind of a California vibe, maybe, you know, we, he's been successful in fitness and, and, and movies, and maybe went that angle instead of going the corporate, you know, wearing the tuxedos and the suits and the ties and you know so what I mean? Get to the chopper. That didn't work. Yeah. I mean, it, it's only going to work a little bit, You're right? Terminated. Yeah. What about, so you're thinking he, so the role that would have worked for him would have been the biggest loser maybe instead. Oh, too soon. <laughs> give me the, give me the, come on. We've got, give me the, oh, oh. come on. You've got the drums oh, here. Yeah. Utilize it. Oh, that is one of the worst rim shots I've ever seen. We uh, hired a big band here at this uh, epic Amish baby machine. Listen to this band. Just rolling. All right. Very nice. Very All right. nice. I put down my drumsticks. Yeah, so uh, my, my, I, my ice over. cream. Is that kind of, a, I think it's a favor to all of us that we're just finally done with the celebrity. I mean, you I, know, I've had enough. You know I played that with drumsticks, right? What's that? I played that right now with drumsticks. Turkey or chicken? No, with the ice cream cones. Oh, God, I love those. Do you like the, do you want the fudge inside or not? Do you want the secret, the the surprise, the vanilla with the fudge core? Do you want that? Um, I am a vanilla dude and I don't. We know that. Yeah. I like my, no, yes, yes, no. Who knows? It's if the Are you the plainest mayonnaise milk toast I hate this milk vanilla. Toast. What yeah, is yeah. milk toast? I mean, you hear that expression? It's toast with milk on it. I guess <laughs> you know. No. no, it's just it's just um, mild things for babies. I'm very sophisticated in my views and my, my my. Do you do anything exotic? I mean, is there anything about you that's interesting? Um, boy, that is insert joke here. I'm trying to quickly think, pl- do something so they can think of a funny joke because that should be have a funny joke. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Uh, do I have anything interesting? Um. I'll think about that. I'll get back to you. So, oh, Colin Kaepernick next year says he will stand for the national anthem. Oh, thank goodness! Are we going to stand for that? Thank you, thank you. I mean, what does Kaepernick. that tell you? Does that tell you that he's so strong in his convictions that to get to be a free agent to get money, he's going to change his ways? Well, I think he said that because of the fact he, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> He walked away from the San Francisco 49ers, but it's kind of like that McDonald's scenario, you know? Oh, that McDonald's, that's well, it's Colin Kaepernick was the same. They're going to get rid of him anyway. And by laying that out, he's smart enough to understand that he had some baggage. By him saying that, other teams are going to go, oh, well, if he's turned a new leaf, then we'll, we'll bring him on board. That's all that is. So he considers that baggage. He didn't believe what he said? or Well, he might have believed it, but he understands the repercussions. But when push comes to shove? Exactly. And nobody's going to want that. And so he's smart. It's so, 
it's so blatant to me that the only reason he's saying that is because he's now on the market trying to get into a different team. He doesn't mean that. He could sign with that team and then immediately go back to a knee. So, but I'd be very leery. I think there's too much baggage with him. Do you think he'll cut his hair? I don't know. All right. He'll stand and cut his hair. I was looking at Food News, Subway. They did DNA on all the I fast foods. That. I saw The that. chicken for Subway was... The DNA came back half Italian. No, the DNA came back. <laughs> the DNA came back half soy. Yeah. Does that shock you? Yes, half of it it does. It really does. On a chicken breast, I understand. Like, you're, if you ever read the, uh, if you buy, like, I don't know if you guys buy frozen bags of frozen chicken breast, it'll say with rib meat or added salt. Mm-hmm. But for half of it to be soy is ridiculous. I can see a coating or something. But if you're getting, like, I'd get the, Plain chicken breast. So you're saying you're getting a chicken breast and half of that is vegetable. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it gets worse. I bought soy and half of it was chicken. <laughs> give me this room. <laughs> no, I'm going to give you crickets for that one. <laughs> That's good stuff, Ed. Um, so, yeah. when you're, so when you get into chicken breast, you assume that it's chicken. Not necessarily. What I mean, are you talking about? Yes, you do. Well, when you order a chicken sandwich, it's chicken. So when you go to the steakhouse... And you order the ribeye, do you assume half of that is soy? No, but that's a little different scenario. How how is it different? Well, you're talking about a Subway sandwich for $5 versus a $35. No, I'm talking about a piece of meat and a piece of meat. I mean, when you order McDonald's McNuggets, do you really think that's chicken? We don't even know what that is. It's whole white chicken. Delicious chicken. Yeah, processed chicken. Did you know uh, chicken tenders is an actual different part? I thought chicken tenders were just little chicken strips. It's actually a different part of the chicken. Isn't that bizarre? Did you I, know that? I thought that was just a cool name to make it sound good. I know. No, it's so actually. Telling, there's a tender spot yes, on the yes. chicken. Is there a tender spot in you? Are you tender? No. Love me tender. I'm cold, I'm cold-blooded. Love Check me, it and see. Tender is the night. <laughs> we might have to. Tender is the night. Tender is the night. That was Billy Square. Gosh, you got that memory. Man alive. Give me some more jive. No, but the fast food, though, I understand that, but don't call it chicken breast. Call it chicken food. What is that what they do with cheese? You know, they process cheese food. They can't even call it real cheese. Right. Like Totino's Pizza, the party pizzas. Do you guys ever eat the party pizzas? It doesn't even use cheese. Did you know that? I did not know yes. that. And it, you can also use them when you're not even partying. Yeah. Did you know that? No. Oh, you can't. And you won't no. be arrested. So. No. But I do listen to Prince in the bathroom. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I can potty like it's 1999. Ooh. But the cheese is not even real on the Totino's pizzas. There's something really un-American about that. People should be arrested, investigated. Why don't the Russians leak out stuff like that? Tell us that this is not cheese. I mean, we've had enough with the Trump. Tell us the good stuff here that you're eating. You're eating more soy at Subway. And the cheese isn't even real. That's... You know, people talk about big government getting government off our backs. But for food, that's one thing I don't want to have to worry about. Yeah, you do like, want the like FDA. The, like these people getting uh, food poisoning from everything. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Like the, all these people died from cut cantaloupe. When was this? A while back. Okay. So something like cut cantaloupe, you're not going to wash it, are you? If you buy it in like a little container, are you going to take the cantaloupe out and, and wash it before you eat it? No, you're not. So things like that, I shouldn't have to worry about listeria. Oh, beware, worry about what you eat. You know, that, that kind of thing, you know. Right. No, the government, they always say, you don't let the government do that. The government does a lot of things well. 
I mean, and there's a lot of things that they don't do well. One of the things that they don't do well is I don't think the president of the United States should have an eight-year term, two back-to-back fours. It should be one term, six years. Because the first year or two, they get very little done. Then they have to campaign for two years, and then they go into the lame duck mode. But you're right. The Food and Drug Administration is absolutely a very vital part. I mean, the drugs is a whole different thing because there's there might be someone dying and they want to get that drug out. But then there's the argument that what if it's not safe? Mm-hmm. But just basic food things, you know, like like half the chicken is soy. But what about those scenarios, though, when it comes to – there was a story not too long ago. The FDA would not release a specific drug, and it was for cancer. And there was this 12-year-old boy tugged at your heartstrings who had this incurable disease, and their only hope was this drug that the FDA wouldn't release. Can't the FDA op- – I mean, if the, if, the, if the guy probably your boy is going to die anyway – why not let them try this? They, they're worried that it's not safe, that it could kill them. Well, dude, the disease is going to kill them anyway. So give them some hope and release us to them, the drug or her. I mean, it, it makes no sense to me in that scenario why they don't just kind of say, okay. It's all Big Pharma. That'd be a good rap name for you, I wouldn't went to it? Iowa. I saw wouldn't, Big Pharma. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a good rap name for you, Big Pharma? Big Pharma? Yeah. I de- could think de- of better. Definitely wouldn't be Little Pharma. <laughs> <laughs> Big Pharma? Do, 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 do. Now that we're still on the food tip, I got a great story here. I love great stories. This bride-to-be made a wedding dress out of 200 Taco Bell wrappers. 200 Taco Bell wrappers. Not hip-hop, but actual wrappers, like the oh, food okay. wrapped up. there's a bunch of dudes around her like, well, let me tell you about this, going to get married to them. Bad attempt. <laughs> That's I, my I, big I, I wrote a hip-hop rap song. You want to hear it? Sure. You ready? Yeah. Uh, yeah, come on. Uh, yeah. That's all I got so far. All right, so one bride to be. That's I know. That's I did that for you. You're, you're. I know. You know, you're not the only one that gets uh, crickets. Crickets. One bride to be is taking her love for Taco Bell to the extreme. Does it say her nationality? Why? I was wondering if she's half soy then. <laughs> oh, too soon. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Diane Wynn is going viral after creating a wedding dress from 200 new, not used, Taco Bell wrappers. The delicious stun is for Taco Bell's new Love and Tacos contest, which will send one lucky couple, hopefully Wynn and her fiancé Nick Ward, to get married at Taco Bell in Vegas. It's time to spill the beans, they said. We have been engaged for four years and together for ten. Wynn wrote in an Instagram post for the contest, Taco Bell has been there throughout the years, from the after-school run to the late-night meals after work or a night of partying. Our love for each other is as cheesy as a quesadilla. Wonderful. What do you think of that? That much love for the fast foods. Well, you said it was time to spill the beans. If they're eating that much taco food, Taco Bell, they're going to be spilling more than just beans out of them, their orifices. But it's just a cheap publicity stunt no it's beautiful taco bell i mean 200 rappers yes how big 200. is this gal is there a picture of the dress yes i will show you the picture can we post this to the podcast here let me see oh there it is i don't know if i did see this actually it's quite beautiful to be honest with you thank you oh i thought you were looking at me oh man it looks like uh looks like a bunch of handmade flowers or something yes very in our so did they win this contest or what happened here? Don't we know? Let's scroll down here. Easy to. We'll do some scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, Friends in high school. 
I don't see here. If you'd like to vote for the Nacho Average couple, you see what they did there, Nacho Average? Mm-hmm. Voting ends March 5th. So what is the date? Today is March 4th, so it ends tomorrow. Yes. Right. We think they should win, right? I mean, well, that's, that's pretty elaborate. I, yeah, I, I, 200 you, rappers. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of rappers, and um, I think it was done tastefully. I wasn't expecting that ornate flower-type thing. Now, I like to talk about go-to foods at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Going back in your scar-tissued brain, what's your go-to Taco Bell meal? Oh, I don't usually go to Taco Bell. I, I go to Taco Larry's. It's a, it's a truck that when pulls did up. Kermit the Frog enter the studio here? Kermit, I'm gonna, every time you, you use Kermit the Frog voice, I'm going to drink. Give me something to drink. <laughs> um, you know, we've had this discussion before. Oh, I, we've talked I, before we've about, about this before. In the news, what does John like at Taco Bell? I'm actually a Taco Bell guy. I do not like Chipotle. I like Taco John's because it's got my name in it. Or I like Taco Bell. Um, I go at Taco Bell. I do have my go-to. It's a plate of nachos with one hard shell taco on the side. And I know, oh, they're so vanilla boring. You, know? <laughs> you are, though. You're, you're just a, a basic. What is yours? Tell me what yours is. Oh, my God. I, I, I like the off-the-secret menu. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I like the Cheeserito. Okay. You have to ask for the Cheeserito. Mm-hmm. It's not the Cholito. What it is. It's the tortilla, soft tortilla with the pizza sauce for their Mexican pizza, Cheeserito. Why do they got to hide stuff like that? I mean, it's not on the menu, but if you ask them for it, just put it on the menu. Then we all know they're hiding something. There's something illegal about that that you like to eat. Yeah, I'm not a chalupa guy. I like, uh, you know, it changes up. I enjoy, did you ever enjoy like the Doritos ones when they had the specialty ones, the Doritos? No. Did you try them? Yes. And you didn't like it? Why didn't you like it? I'm not a Dorito guy. When you go into the fun uh, packs of the multi things, we've talked we've talked about this before. Talked about it before alert. Talked about it before alert. I'm when there's Cheetos left, I'm done. Do you know what I'm talking about? When you get a bag full of Cheetos and Fritos and Doritos, you don't eat Cheetos. I, no, 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 no. I eat Cheetos. I don't like Doritos. So put that in a taco, and it's not going to work for me. Even the Cool Ranch. No, I don't like it. Wow, you are but, you are a simple man. Hey, I've been on a ranch and it's not that cool. Okay? Yeah, you are a simple man. So, what's a new thing Taco Bell has? They wrap like uh, this crazy thing. I forget what it is. Yeah, they're they're doing a lot of. Uh, I think they're running out of ideas. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not gonna. I don't know if I should say that it's blasphemy, but it's it's typically where they put a taco within a taco. Yeah, but they're doing there's some, some cheese. Some of the wrap thing is going on. It you know some crazy uh hamburger i think it's a hamburger or sausage patty or something some big gooey you know i was food. looking forward to their breakfast meals and it just didn't do it for me oh i thought that was one thing i thought taco bell did. wow yeah they had a pretty good burrito breakfast burrito and i would suggest it but still my number one breakfast meal would be you know this white castle boy. now you uh i i do make fun of you a lot because mm-hmm. just look at you mm-hmm. but you did offer the flock of amish mm-hmm. the powerful pro tip of the White Castle delicious breakfast sandwich. Mm-hmm. Now let's go over that again. You get the do you get the white bread? Mm-hmm. No wheat. I go. I go. Okay. So wheat. oh, you're you're healthy. Mm-hmm. So you do wheat. <laughs> it's funny when you're talking about healthy and White Castle. <laughs> what? Sentence. I don't. I don't get it. So you do White Castle. <laughs> I mean the white bread. No wheat. I'm sorry. Let's start over. I I just need to reset this. You got me all excited about okay. food. 
Wheat. Wheat bread. Correct. Bacon or sausage? Sausage. Wheat bread, sausage, mm-hmm. and the egg. Correct. Now, with the egg sandwich, do you have a choice? Can you get it sunny side up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Scrambled. Doesn't mean you'll always get it that way because it depends who's on the grill that day. But I do like the egg on the runny side. Um, I don't like a hard hard egg. So if I do get it hard, it's still enjoyable, but it's not as enjoyable. Do you think overall White Castle is the ultimate American fast food restaurant? Depends upon what time of the day it is. From midnight on, yeah. No, I, I'm just saying all things being considered, if you had to pick one for just being an icon, uh, uniqueness, flavor, uh, people watching, everything about it. It's got to be. Wow. It's got to be White Castle, right? Um, yes and no. I mean, there's multiple categories. I'm a big. You know what I like is Chick Fil A. That's really good. Expensive. I haven't had their breakfast, but yeah, I'd rank White Castle up there. I had their grilled chicken, and I'm gonna say thumbs down. Wow. Very, very small at Chick Fil A. Yes. Oh. And I wanted to. I wanted to go <laughs> healthy, so I wanted the grilled chicken. Okay. But the breast was small. I like big breasts. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I like big breasts. I will not lie. No, but you seriously, seriously, not. I was disappointed at the size of it. Well, size doesn't matter, Dave. Well, it does to me. No, it doesn't. Yes. And you know what? If you would have eaten more chicken, you'd have 300 Taco um, Bell like, uh, packages on your body. Yeah. No, <laughs> but seriously. Let's do something cool like that on this podcast. Why don't we do a Taco Bell shower curtain or something? Well, we got to change up. It'd be White Castle. White Castle boxes? Yeah, yeah well, let's build a castle out of White Castle boxes. That's, really, that's brilliant. We, what we could do is the big, beautiful wall, perhaps that. Oh, my gosh. Make it out of White Castle yes. boxes. Yes. <laughs> You're brilliant, Dan. Yes. They're not going to get through that wall. That is our answer. They can eat their way through it. Though. Oh, they'll just dig tunnel under it. No, I love it. We Immediately, we should get a hold of President Trump and tell him we are going to get all the White Castle boxes assembled, and we'll run them down to the Mexican border and stack them. Brilliant. No, no, but even White Castle, when you think about it, you watch, do you ever watch your, you and your uh, lady friend ever watch the cooking shows, the Food Channel, your daughters, any of that? Mm-hmm. You've seen them, right? Mm-hmm. HGTV at its best. They always, that's Home and Garden, so. Well, well Food Network. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. So if you look at those, even I that. I thought HD was Hungry TV. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Go that's ahead. good. I'll leave that one in there. We'll not edit that powerful joke. Mm-hmm. But you notice even there, on there, they have, when they. Do their little pub burgers, or they call them sliders. You know, I don't. And, watch, and, yeah. and they're and they're giving. I'm just telling you. I don't yeah. care if you don't watch it. I'm telling you what it is. Tell me. Tell me. They have the sliders. They have the little pub burgers, which are basically just ripoffs of White Castle burgers. Right. So they can't call them. I'm surprised they can use that word because it's kind of trademark. Even even Arby's has little sliders. Have you noticed that? Boy, I don't get myself around that menu that far. I usually go to Arby's. And I know exactly. See, are you one of those guys that goes to the fast foods and doesn't know what they want when i go to a fast food joint i know what i want and i order i don't go looking through the menu for these things you're you're basic to. i know you're a very basic you know. person how, i mean dude you've been to mcdonald's a hundred times how do you not know what you want when you're up at the counter we're talking about two different things i'm talking about that they one thing i do like about arby's is they they offer new sandwiches and i enjoy that like the hawaiian bread have you had the hawaiian bread wonderful no i have not i'm not an arby's guy well, you know what the Hawaiian bread is. They always I have it at parties. The bread yeah, is, they yes. they tear out the bowl and they yes. they they put in the dip in there. Mm-hmm. But they have delicious sandwiches like the Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. We talked about this before that we're talking about this before. <laughs> the Arby sandwich. It had different cheeses and peppers on it. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. The Hawaiian bread is the best. Yeah. So I do compliment Arby's for 
offering and new meals, new sandwiches. So you think that, uh, but they're expensive too. There's a price for that. You don't go into Ar- Arby's for six ninety five. You're walking out of there, especially if you're the family. You're in the forty fifty dollar mark. They're all up there now, though. Even McDonald's or anything, they're all high buck now. Well, you roll the dollar menu, you know. For the big BK has that. God, I feel sorry for your family. Why? Because you just you torture them. They don't eat half of it anyway. Oh kids. my you know god! Eat, you know. But White Castle to me is like the ultimate iconic American fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Just the history, the the building, the uniqueness of it. The people that go there, wonderful. Pregnant pause, insert comment here. I'd agree with you, Dags. I think that uh, it ranks up there for definitely colorful. And I, uh, here's my old joke. When you go to White Castle, if you're not drunk, they kick you out. What are you doing in here? We run a respectable drunk place here. So, agreed. Should I do a powerful cowbell segue? Let's hear it. Segway. Oh, yeah. Everybody is <laughs> working. Now, hey, I got a little. I want you to do a little tap, see if I can guess, name that tune. Do something here quick. See how good I am. So you think you're the oh. one and you're the hell. Was that right? <laughs> but don't let him go. Was that what that was? I don't know. I'm brilliant. <laughs> I, I'm brilliant. Uh, Powerful know. movie review time. Oh, get out. Johnny Rage. No, I don't want to. Get out. No, I don't want to. That, that reminds me of the old joke on Cheers. Yeah. They had, uh, um, what was the coach? Remember before uh, Woody Harrelson's character was mm-hmm. the coach, coach, the old yep. guy? And the, the, some guy said something. He goes, get out of here. And he goes, what, you don't believe me? He goes, no, I want you to get out of here. <laughs> it's an yeah. old one, but a that classic. That gets old, doesn't no. it? Yeah. So I saw the movie, as you had indicated. Uh, fresh off the heels of the Lego movie. I gave a great review for that one. This movie, I don't know exactly how to describe this one. It's There are some movies you get really excited about going to, and there's some movies you just go because you're bored and you want to see a movie. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, and I, the trailer uh, stood out to me is where the, the kid is talking to that lady and he starts crying and she's like hypnotizing him, with right. stirring the thing. and Right, stirring the tea. Yeah. The tea, yeah. Um, so you, you're familiar with this because you saw the trailer and I'll tell you, there's some movies you can get by watching the trailer and that's all you really needed. This is one of them. It has, uh, the premise is there is a white girl who dates black men, specifically black men, because she brings them to her home. Her father is a surgeon. Her mother's a psychiatrist and they're all in on this. Okay. And basically what they're running is this operation where they actually auction off parts of this black individual for this group of people who come to their house. Because some people um, want the brain of one. Some people want the eyes of one. This particular uh, black individual, that this actor, or this, what was brought to this family because he was a photographer and there was a photographer who was blind, who was about 60, who wanted his eyes. So they're all in on this. He doesn't know that, of course. He goes to the house. The mother's in on it because she has to originally hypnotize him so they can get him in a state where they can take advantage of him. And you, it, the, the thing about this movie is you didn't know where it was going almost until it was over. But what, what genre? Is it a horror movie? Yeah, it'd be considered a horror movie. 
very similar to what movie did I say this was similar to? Saw. Uh, not saw. Uh, Human Centipede. Did you ever? See oh that? yeah, it's funny you said that because right away I was just thinking. But they, Human Centipede was by far. Did you see? Did you say you saw that? Yes. It was by far the worst movie I've ever seen. There's nothing really? like that. It wasn't disturbing to you? Well, that in, in terms of disturbing, yes. It was there's human there's human centipede 1, 2 and 3. I've seen all of them. And 1 is worse, 2 is even far worse and 3 is just crazy dumb. That was just a guy that had an idea and didn't want to let it go. And that's kind of what this movie was. Well, I, I hate when when there is always a movie that's, you know, halfway decent comes out and then they just keep you know, uh, ringing it out to get how much they can get out of there. Oh, the gratuitous violence in, in uh, um, the human centipede, too, was just crazy. Just like this one, too, this get out toward the end. It was just this the surgeon was cutting open the skull of the individual that wanted the eyes from this black guy, and they're showing it. It's almost like torture porn. I mean, it's just. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was. I. In terms of buggy wheels, I give this one not very high marks. I, it felt like they were just winging it. They threw a bunch of gratuitous violence in there. The plot wasn't that strong. The movie wasn't. It was just kind of, it would remind you of like a B movie, you know, a B horror film or something like that. It, it was not good. I wouldn't suggest, even if it's- Who did you go with? A friend. He suggested it. Did he enjoy it? He liked it more than I did. But he's saying that because you ever notice when somebody takes you to something, they're never going to say it was bad. Are you kidding me? That was great. I love that. You know? Um. So he he thought we did our our buggy wheel when he and I were there. He gave it as high as a six, and I gave it like a two. I, I just it's out of five. Did you tell him that it's five buggy wheels? We went out of ten. We did we did ten. Well, why did you do that? Because we felt like this. I, I felt like to show a movie how bad it is. The difference between five and one isn't enough. This one you needed to show. We developed this system. It's foolproof. It's beautiful. It's perfect. I'm sorry. Much like my giant melon, just perfect. So he liked it better than you. He did, but again, when now going back to our perfect scale, the Andy Richter scale of one, mm-hmm. to f- how many buggy wheels? One. It's that bad. Yeah, I think every movie deserves a one because you get popcorn and you get something to drink, and it's the experience. So everything gets one. You know, going back to Bill Paxton, mm-hmm. I remember on Entertainment Tonight, uh, Malton, what was his name? Uh, Leonard Malton. Do you remember he did the reviews oh, on yeah. there? Yes. He gave Weird Science a zero. Oh, wow. So right there, I saw a zero, and I'm like, I got to see this. Okay. Just for that zero review. And I remember I went to it, and I told uh, the, the couple in front of us, you know, I'm seeing it just because it's a zero. And then when, I, when we left, I said, what did you think? And she said a zero. Mm-hmm. And I love that movie. Do you think that because it was rated a zero – that you are a zero and it kind of brought two of you together. <laughs> the zeros stand together. <laughs> Speechless. No, it's it'll be edited too. That's another one. I just let you go. You have too much power when you get I know, I know. Yeah. I can do everything. <laughs> but think about it. I mean, it's got Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. It was I thought there's no way that's a zero. I thought I know. it was good. You know. But they wanted to then go watch La La Land because that got all kinds of rave reviews. I think that's a zero. We should have our own movie show what do you think what we we nominate the films and we do speeches and we like, do the speeches yes i'm gonna create it it's like the oscars but better so you're gonna basically create all these fake awards with fake movies and you're gonna no give, no they're real no they're, they're real. real movies okay real awards okay it's just it's uh 
you know, a counter to the Oscars because the Oscars suck and it's lame music. They have like, why do they have this orchestra? I mean, they still play orchestra music. Come on. Well, they just do that because they can play anything on demand. You know? No. Well, it's it, funny when you take a cool song, but then an orchestra does it. It sounds kind of. No, I know. But I would have people on guitars and you know what I mean? Right. Right. Exactly. So would we do the speeches? We Whoever wants to do the speeches. I just, it'd be a powerful competition, a powerful uh, alternative to, to the, Oscars. the Oscars. Yeah. What would we call it? Uh, if we already have Oscars, should we call it the Felixes? Oscar and Felixes? Yeah. I love the cowbell. Powerful. I, I enjoy playing that cowbell. They always try to redo the odd couple. Always fails. Yeah. You can't. Did you see the horrible one where it was uh, the dude from Friends? What's his name? Chandler Bing? What, for the odd couple? Yes. It's I like, oh my it. God. Do you know what I keep seeing it resurfaces all the time? Were you a Carol Burnett fan? I just saw it today. Yes. There, do you ever see the, the one where, um, not Steve Harvey, but the other one, who I think is a comic genius. What is his name? Harvey Corman? No, no. Who's the other one? The short guy. Oh. Uh, uh, I said Steve Harvey. I apologize. Yeah, just keep going. I screwed up a name, so I shouldn't blame Steve Harvey because he did the same Well, they had thing. the good looking guy. What was his name? Remember they had the real handsome guy on there? Yeah, wasn't he the one that, uh, yeah, it's the black-haired guy. Yeah. And I'm terrible with names. Why do you No, 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 no. But anyway, Robert uh, Block or something? Anyway, but who's the shorter comedian on that? Just going. I, I got a, it's on the tip of my tongue. Okay, anyway, I, I Harvey Corman, Vicky Lawrence, and why can't I think of his name? My gosh, the guy is legendary. He's actually brilliant. But there's a, there's a clip that has resurfaced, and I see it all the time. It's when he's in, there was always like these side skits. And it was called Mama's House. And it just came to be Tim Conway. Tim Conway. Why do I not? How do I not remember No, I that? couldn't remember. Do you like Tim Conway? Well, it, Come it, on. How do you even hesitate on that? He was absolutely brilliant. It was a little corny. He was good at physical humor. Oh, he was phenomenal. Dor- Dorf on golf. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> remember all the videos? You'd actually buy them. The VHS a, videos. But I was a big fan of Tim Conway. But this particular skit that they show. Mrs. Hawkins. Is when he is talking to Mama, Mama's daughter, which is Carol Burnett. And this is there's a special guest appearance from Dick Van Dyke. Dick was on there all the time, though, so I didn't even know if you could call him a special guest appearance. But he was talking about the elephants, how he would go to the, to the circus, and the elephant um, and the dwarf they thought might have been having relations. And then the elephant actually ended up killing the dwarf because he fell on top of him. And then... They had to bury him together. Do you know all the skit I'm talking about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? But of all the, the skits that Tim Conway did, I, I find very little humor in that particular one. And people rave about that as if that was the best Carol Burnett skit ever. Remember it was uh, Harvey Corman, it was his friend Mickey. Remember he had the little remember he had he was hard of hearing on Mama's family? And he worked at the hardware store. I do not remember that. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Mama's family? You're talking I know about- Mama's I'm not talking about Mama's family. I'm talking about Carol Burnett's show. I know. Yeah. Mama's family was an offshoot, of course, of Carol Burnett, but this was on the set of what would eventually be Mama's family. Vicky Lawrence was Mama. She was on the couch next to Carol Burnett, next to Dick Van Dyke, and then of course uh Tim Conway was explaining the merengue. The monkey goes on the merengue. And um then finally, he's done with the story, and the crowd is laughing. 
I've always wondered too when you watch the the Carol Burnett show if a lot of that wasn't staged, that fake laughing where they would all just laugh because this particular um, scenario where he's talking about the the elephants, they're all just the crowd is laughing, Dick Van Dyke is laughing, Carol Burnett is laughing, and I didn't particularly see any kind of humor whatsoever with that particular skit. So you know, in Carol Burnett, now let me know if you agree or disagree. That that laughter. Do you think that was staged, or did they actually think they got a kick out of Tim Conway? Them laughing at him. Remember during a skit, they would break up, break like, character. Yeah, yeah they break character. Don't you think that was staged? A little forced. I think they did that deliberately because the fact that they broke character and started to laugh, like even it was too funny for them. I think that set the stage to make the audience laugh even more. But I really didn't think they thought it was funny. That's the way I interpreted that. You're probably right. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at it. Okay. But when you're doing when you're cranking that stuff out all the time, I mean, you got to do something. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, friends, that is it. That is the end of this powerful podcast. Johnny Rage, thanks for your powerful input in this powerful podcast. Always a pleasure. We uh, appreciate everyone that listens to the show. Please do us a favor. Please tell a friend about the show. Go on the internet. Go on Facebook. Like our page. Will you lead us out of here when you're done with a drum solo? Play? Yes. Yes. Uh, please like us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, all that jazz. And until next time, you've just enjoyed. Was that a solo? No, it's just going down the line. Powerful. That's all you get. And until next time, friends, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amish Baby Machine podcast. The Amish Baby Machine podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish Baby Machine and visit our webpage www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved. <laughs>